there. Welcome to a very special episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richland, Washington. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hello, everyone. And uh, we are coming to you. We're f- recording this a little bit later uh, than what we usually do. It's a Tuesday because yesterday was Memorial Day. Yeah. So we took it off. And uh, did you have a good day I, off? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Sleep in. Did you do anything fun? Yeah, I Barbecue? slept in. Um, well, actually, my back went out on Sunday. Oh, no. I don't know why exactly. Um, so I spent most of yesterday just sitting and, um, like, are, are you feeling better today? Yeah. 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 I like am walking actually normally. And so <laughs> is it from all that power lifting you've been doing at CrossFit and stuff? Yeah, probably for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I did some greeting yesterday, which felt good and which I know you're not supposed to do, but whatever. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Got to do so. what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. 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 I washed, uh, I washed our cars. That's exciting. Both cars. Yeah, it felt really, really good. Mm-hmm. We had uh, bird crap all over them, so <laughs> it was time. It was due. Yeah, and nice. we barbecued with uh, her parents and breakfast at my parents, and nice. pretty lazy Monday. It was great. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really fun. That's good. And then we came into the theater today, and uh, we uh, were downstairs, uh, Lauren and I, and I was printing off a check for somebody. And we opened the bottom drawer. She opened the bottom drawer to get some paper out. And said, looked at this pile of stuff that was in there and said, why are pieces of our couch in this bottom drawer? And lifted it up. It was a mouse nest? A Totally a mouse nest. And oh, she goes, God. it's a nest. It's a nest. And, <laughs> and makes this face like, and she's holding it in her hands, yeah. right? <laughs> to which she then throws it down. And uh, then we see like all of the little mouse turds yep. in, the, in the whole thing. And uh, I got down, sniffed them. They're definitely mouse turds. I'm just kidding. It's, um, like, it's usually pretty obvious. Yeah. I don't know that you need to sniff them. Yeah. Well, I, aren't they like supposed to be bat poisonous? Too? Yeah. Like, well, like you can have. Like yeah. yeah M- mice have lots of not great diseases. Not great. And and I, I said, you know, what's interesting is we've been in this theater for seven years now. Uh-huh. I've never seen one mouse or I'm, seen any remnants of I'm one. I'm sure they're everywhere. I know. But I mean, I'm sure it's ratatouille everywhere. If we yeah. broke a hole in a wall, they'd yeah. probably, you know, come swarming out. Yeah. But I've never seen one. This is the first time. You've seen evidence. And it's, uh, and it's down kind of in the office where you work, so yeah. I figured this would be a great time to let you know. Thanks. Thanks you're going to want to look around. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, uh, we threw that. It was a really creative nest. Whoever oh, really? did it was a very masterful mouse. Very, <laughs> very good. So um, they'd like, take in pieces from the couch and like, Yeah, it paper ended up being just stuff? a bunch of all kinds of stuff. Crazy. But parts of the couch were part of it. Did you take it. pictures of it? No. Why? She, she threw it away right away in the garbage can, <laughs> and I... Uh, we vacuumed it up, we disinfected everything, mm-hmm. and then I threw the bag away in the garbage as, oh, as okay. soon as possible. Cause I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't want it to be there. So we never we never saw a mouse, but I yeah. mean. Well, they're going to be really sad when they come back. Oh, yeah. Their home's gone, man. <laughs> you got to move on. You got to move to Kagan's or something. I don't know. Some, somewhere else. No room for mouse. But yeah, uh, that's that was, that was an exciting start that is of, our, exciting. of our day. Yeah, that was, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. It's really hot out right now. It's yeah. like like the heat wave is is finally here. Yeah, and it's I saw like 93 or something. Yeah, on my it's over. hot in the mornings. It's hot in the evenings now. Yeah. Um, so you know you got that going for you. So mm-hmm. hopefully it, <laughs> you got that going. For yeah, you. hopefully. You, but here's the thing: <laughs> I went out on a boat this last weekend. Uh-huh. This weekend, uh, Philip and Amy's boat. And uh, as you probably saw my I Instagram, saw on your Instagram the yeah. battery stopped being, you know, was done uh-huh. before we were, which is kind of fun. But we, before <laughs> the battery went out and we were floating dead in the water for a little bit, um, we decided to jump in. And I'm telling you, it is 
frigid cold. Yeah, that that's water usually how it is. Is amazingly straight from the mountains. Holy smokes! <laughs> it like was shocking. You're like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't jump too far from the boat because I got to be able to swim back to this yes. thing. Uh-huh. It was it was breathtaking, yep. breathtakingly cold. Yep. So I believe it. So be wary out yeah. there for all of you. I see, and then I see people like wakeboarding and surfing and doing all the stuff, and I'm like, you guys are nuts, man. That's- well, they a lot of them have like wet or dry suits on. Yeah, so. but still, ugh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yeah, and then you sit on the boat for a while and warm up from the sun. So we did, we yeah. did. It was great. Well, yeah, you did for sure. <laughs> yeah, we tried to get like Lulu's back patio, and it was like bustle and hustle, and man, it was mm-hmm. 45 minute wait. So we decided to just do Domino's. Or, uh, what do we do? Some take and bake pizza. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe it was something dumb anyways, but <laughs> change it up. It's good. Uh, fun. Yep. Uh, so Sunday, we continued our You're Not Far series. Did a little uh, week four of six. It was going to be four of four. And then uh, we did get our communion supplies in the mail. Nice. Update. It's great. <laughs> They're in my garage right now. Probably roasted. I need to take them inside. But Probably. Uh, yeah, we got them. So we're, we're good. We're going to go with six weeks of this series. But. We did, uh, we're continuing our, our look through Luke and looked at the end of chapter six into chapter seven, kind of. Oh, we were looking at Mark. What did I say, Luke? Yeah. yeah sorry, good catch. It's, it is Mark. Thank you. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Pharisees and the, the law of the uh, tradition of the elders and all of the unwritten laws and all of the things uh, that are down there. And I, I spoke specifically about, uh, at the very beginning, I opened it up with, um, you know, what's something that you're good at that you never had to be taught how to do? Is there anything that you can recall being really good at that you you never took a class for, you never got on a team, you just like had a natural talent at something? What was it? Well, like, does it have to be something? Not a sport. Okay. I, I, anything. I could be like. It's I'm, not a sport because yeah, that's great. not where I'm no, no, no. talented. But um, yeah, like systems. Like photography. It could be photography or something like that. Yeah, looking at um. Um, looking at like a series of events that need to happen and knowing which order would be best for them to go in. Okay. And like, and how did you discover that you were good at this? Um, well, I didn't know that it was a thing people weren't good at. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why can't you all get this? Um, This feels very easy. I had a job. I worked for a program called outdoor school in the Portland area and we, like ran a camp and then sixth graders would come out for four days and I keep hitting the mic, um, would come out for four days and learn about science and nature. And at the end of every week we had to like clean and shut down and do all this stuff. And I would just be like, okay, we're going to do this one. And then we have to do, well, we have to do this before we can do that. So let's make sure we're doing that first. And, you know, and my boss at the time was like, you just have such a really great ability to, like see what needs to happen and when it needs to happen and like what order it should go in to be like most efficient. And I was like, Oh, Oh, other, other people don't do that. And I can totally see that in your personality (laughs) of being like unaware that other people don't see the same things that you see them. I mean, now I'm and the logic involved in to be fair. I was also like 22. And so you're usually pretty unaware of how other people don't see the world the same as you when you're 22. But, um, now I know that not everybody operates the same, but yeah, that was my, that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was something to do with math for me where I just got math easy and, uh, and uh, like even like a memory recall stuff. I could, I could recall stuff. I think in math, one of the things that you, if you, if you are good at memory, it helps you obviously memorize formulas and memorize things. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, I think I just relied on it way too much. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I was really good at it and couldn't figure out why could, people couldn't figure out what the quadratic formula, why can't you just recite it and do it? Now I don't mm-hmm. remember it at all, but yeah. <laughs> I remember it exists. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so so we, we went through this idea of we've all been really good, and not only just at that, but uh, lying, hoarding, cheating, stealing. Like Nobody teaches you how to do that. Your mm-hmm. parents aren't like, hey, here's hoarding 101. And yet, you know, our kids. Although you could argue that they do teach you in a sense. Ooh, okay. Because Go there. They are hoarding themselves. Yes. So, like, whatever behaviors or actions your parents are doing, like, you are teaching your child those things, um, not explicitly, but through observation and all of that. So, I don't know. Some of those are you behaviors. saying that Kylie's a, a bad parent because she's a hoarder? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, 100 It's not talking me. about you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying that I think we teach our kids more than we realize we are teaching them. Gotcha. So. All right. I can, I can get behind that. <laughs> um, and this idea of loopholes, uh, ways around the rules that technically don't break the rules. That That's very, very clear. And it brings up the idea of hypocrites. And that is something that has been a, uh, a byproduct of the church and its messiness being filled with broken people and people who call themselves Christian and, and think that they're Christian or maybe even, you know, would be, you know, I, you know, we would say they are Christian, but yet we fall short of all of our ideals. And in a, in a very big way, hypocrisy is one of those ways in which it happens. Yep. And it's a very, it's a very visible form of, and, 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 it, and it makes people really, really, judgmental towards you <laughs> yeah your judgmental to- judgmentalism against them makes them judgmental towards you in, in the form of hypocrisy and how dare you and, and you know we just came out of a the four-year presidential cycle which i think always no matter who is in office um revs up uh a certain level of divisiveness and hip hip you know finger pointing and what was right you know we've pointed out the flaws in somebody and then you know our party or our person does it and we can justify it on our terms and not you know, on, on their things. So, uh, feels like a relevant topic, hypocrisy yeah. in the church. And, uh, we spent some time looking at that with the, the religious leaders trying to say, Hey, why don't your disciples wash their hands? Like they're supposed to. And Jesus going, cause it's not really a rule. I mean, that's not like a, it's <laughs> not a thing. You're making this up to be a thing yeah. and it's not really a thing. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I wanted to go further a little bit into kind of tradition of the elders piece. And I realized I went, I, you, did you listen to, you listened to online, right? Yep, I listened so, to the second service. Second service, which was, I had to cut some things because uh, I went really long. And for, even with only three pages of notes, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Holiday weekend, I just felt like I could just go forever, <laughs> I guess. But um, anyways, the tradition of the elders piece, it, it had more, it was more than just hand washing, obviously. I mean, there were some significant ones in there that show up other times. Uh, in scripture too. And and I was trying to relate it even to growing up, what traditions did my church have or my version of Christianity have that was tradition of the elders um, and, you know, barriers, fences that keep you from doing the thing, right? Um, alcohol being one of those things for sure, or in, in the church that I grew up in, which was uh, very much a dry church, like, you know, um, you don't drink because you might get drunk, right? And, uh, and so that's why it's all off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, curse words, same thing. You know, you're not going to get, you're not going to say anything bad, even though, even even in the context of it, it might just be coarse language. But 
curse words could be used to curse other people. And that's when it gets really bad when you call somebody a blankety blank, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're using aggressive words to be able to do that. That's hurtful and mean and, and probably what more what Paul had in mind when he said, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, mm-hmm. as opposed to me hitting my thumb with a hammer going blankety blank. <laughs> that's not really unwholesome talk. It might be coarse language, but you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. like, there's a difference between those two things, but not when I was growing up, that was the same. Yep. Those were equated to be the same thing. I think as a result, then what was allowed was perpetrated, what was, yeah, perpetrated as a result of that was uh, hurtful language under the guise of clean. And it was just a uh, uh, appropriate condemnation or appropriate nasty talk about yep. people mm-hmm. without any cuss words. And so therefore it was, it was legit and fine. Mm-hmm. And obviously that would be, that would be bypassing the spirit of the law yeah, and sticking with the letter of the law. What, what else? What, what did I miss there? What was some other for me for you growing up? What was what was tradition uh, of the elders? Um, we I like later in my life, I've heard people call those sacred cows. Yeah. So things that are like supposed to happen in the church that aren't actually like, I mean, they're not they're meaningful in the context of that space, but not necessarily in like because of the faith tradition or whatever. I don't know if I have any like specific examples. Um, I grew up in a much less conservative, um, tradition. I mean, I like liturgical, but not like conservative in terms of like behavior necessarily. I grew up Presbyterian. Um, so we had like, we had a lot of ceremony that happened. Um, there were some different like thing, the yearly things that would go on that aren't necessarily required, but I don't know that they were lend then lend themselves to hypocrisy necessarily i don't know i don't remember anything specifically yeah i mean we weren't like we had like language things or whatever but it wasn't like a big deal you grew up like far more mainline protestantism than, yes. than me right yes um do you think that and we moved all the time so like i wasn't entrenched in some church for my whole like in one church for my whole life yeah having the same things over and over cuz we we would move all the time so i grew up in a more charismatic pentecostal movement um do you think that that den- that denominationalism has a part to play in terms of hypocrisy or is just everybody or is our mainlines just as hypocrisy, you know, just as much hypocrites, but just maybe better to easier to hide it. Oh, or? I think that I think that mainline denominations are just as hip, like hypocritical as any other. I think that they, I think it is more hidden. Um, I think those like hidden rules, subtle, right, and subtle, yeah. Because I think Pentecostalism, Charismaticism is uh, is is a little bit more out there. It's a little bit more. You know, it's it's a, it's showing like mm-hmm. that was the whole point of the Azusa Street, Azusa Street revival that kind of kicked off the whole thing was we're going to have a faith that's going to be visible. It's going to be out there. It's going to be tangible. We're going to mm-hmm. see we're going to see miracles. We're going to speak in tongues. We're going to blah, blah, blah. All, all these visible things that are like not sh- I don't want to say showboaty, but like definitely if it if we're not seeing it and feeling it, then it's not real because yeah. we're tired of behind the scenes, like Presbyterian <laughs> <Yeah>. quiet, quietism. <laughs> well, we like you know to call mean? ourselves the frozen chosen. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's hypocrisy everywhere. Like if you're a human, you are a hypocrite at some point because you always like, you look for that excuse for yourself where you don't look for it in other people, for other people. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't like I don't think there's any person on this planet who can say they're not hypocritical at some point or about something. Um, but it's usually the loud ones that get called out on it, though. Yeah, because they're loud about I know, it, and that's people what I'm notice. Saying. And I feel like, like that's where, like, the charismatic yeah. sort of denominationalism is yeah. probably one of the greatest critiques. Is yeah, you just don't live up to it, right? But yeah, it's because you're loud, and people are like, "That's kind of I." Then I either like you or really don't like you. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah, hard to not have an opinion on it. Which yeah, could be a, which could be a piece of it. <laughs> Um, we did also then Jesus gives a specific example of the type of hypocrisy that was allowed at that time of them kind of disregarding the commandment to love their father and mother and instead treat their income and giving as Corbin and, and the selfish nature of that within the institutionalized religious system of that time to be like, sure, we'll let you bypass as long as everything's ours. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of gross on so many levels, a, that somebody would take advantage of that and do that against their parents and then b that a religious structure would be like yeah we'll give that rubber stamp of approval for us yeah. um you probably heard that phrase before or i mean wh- yeah, I, I don't know Any, anything stand out to you in that piece yeah so like that was kind of a talk about loopholes right we're always trying to find that like oh i can get away with it because of this reason right or, and the loophole being for them yeah we have no obligation to do anything for our parents because I to, I've decided that this money is the church's when I'm gone. Yeah, when yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, and I just get to keep it for now. Yeah. Um, and I think I think what stood out to me is that um, those in power are the ones who usually create those loopholes. Oh, and they're yeah. generally just for themselves. Um, so, like, that loophole doesn't apply to someone who doesn't really have any money necessarily. Like, it's not, sure. it's not for the poor. It's not for the marginalized. Like it is for the wealthy and the people who are in the in crowd already. Right. Because if you're poor and your parents come to you and be like, hey, we need your help. You'd be like, hey, man, I have nothing to give you. I mean, like this isn't like I don't want to give it to you. I just have nothing. So, yeah, once again, this institution that benefits a certain select category of people, right? And I think that we see that in the modern church as well. Like the exceptions are for are for the people who are in the in-group or have the power within that institution. So where you see like, oh, this is a loophole. Give an example for me. Like divorce, for instance. Okay. In some traditions, like it's like it is okay because of these things. Um, And so like, but as divorce has become more and more common, the people who are in power are the ones who are getting divorced. And so... Um, and I'm not speaking like I'm not saying anything about whether or not divorce should or should not be allowed or whatever. I'm just saying that in a lot of like very traditional faith traditions, divorce now is OK when it once was not. Sure. Because the people who are in those power situations are now getting divorced. Um, and so it isn't because the scripture has changed on it. Um, maybe you could argue it's because the culture around divorce has changed. Uh, but it also is a loophole that they've decided to put into this rule that isn't necessarily even from the Bible directly. Like, and so, like, it's a loophole that they've put in so that they can find an, a way to still be holy within their belief system. Did you watch The Crown? I did watch The Crown. So I remember in— Let You mean, like, the Netflix, Netflix show, show about the Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Okay, good. But then divorce within that the royal yes. family mm-hmm. and how that was like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, how do we... Well, they haven't even gotten to that part yet. Oh, you haven't watched? Yes, I have. Are you all cut up? 
Yeah, there's only been four seasons, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but at the end, spoilers, at the end of the last season, they weren't actually divorced. They were still in the like, they were like right on the edge of maybe starting to do that. Wasn't the sister? Didn't she oh, go through a divorce? That's in like true. season one or two? That's true. Because right. I only watched season one or two. And the sister goes through a divorce or is talking about divorce. And it's. she No, she never actually gets divorced either. I don't think. Maybe she does. No, I don't remember. Anyway. Anyways. And, and the, the bottom line was. They're in this public yep. sc- scenario and they're trying to say, how do we make this? How do we change the the narrative on this? How do we make this an annulment or how do we make this mm-hmm. a he had an affair? So what do I do? Right. Or, or yeah. all kinds of figuring out the game because there's something not for us to lose in this. And we can st- how do we maintain a spot where we can still be anti-divorce or pro-marriage in, in the eyes of, of the people who respect uh, the, you know, the crown or the authority mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and still function as a family. I mean, you know, yep. not, not keep this person in this terrible marriage that's, uh, there, you know, something's happening anyways. But yeah, I thought, interesting, interesting piece. Good. Anything else that stands out? You got some notes there? That was just it. That was it? Easy. Most of my notes are for my something interesting. Oh, good. <laughs> she can't wait to get there. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, it's good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a it's been a fun uh, summer series and, and walking through it, and we'll continue uh, two more parts to it leading up to. I don't think I'm going to go into the passion narrative of it. I think I'm just going to like stop right just before that. But um, yeah, keep uh, keep plugging away and joining yeah. us. We also made a big announcement on Sunday sure about did. some of our summer fun stuff, the stuff that I teased in last week's episode, if you listen, <laughs> but did not give you any actual meat. Uh, on Sunday, we actually had that come out, and we are going to be hosting three back alley nights on the fourth Friday of every month, June, July, and August. And as of today, we have confirmed uh, not only that we're going to be doing trivia, comedy, and uh, a live concert in that order with live music at the end of all of those things, uh, underneath the stars, but we confirmed our food trucks. We're going to have doggy style uh, gourmet nice. on the July event, and uh, Ninja Bistro is coming out for the August event. Nice. Still working on the June one. I've All got right. a couple of emails out, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then we're working on uh, a couple other pieces, moving parts to it. But we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully, if you're listening, you can block those Friday nights off. Come out yeah. and hang with the under the stars. Uh, yeah, because you're doing trivia the first night. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to be scorekeeper. Kyla and I were talking the last okay. night. She's like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like. I don't want to do anything. I want to like <laughs> float around and say hi to people. And like, yeah. um, so I think I'm going to have uh Travis MC the whole event okay. and then I'll just be there like taking my, the, the thing about it is she always runs her questions by me mm-hmm. usually. So I'll know way too much. I couldn't be on a team. Yeah. I feel like that would be cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think scorekeepers just a great so that you guys can just focus yeah. on. I know Kylie and I are going to host. She'll primarily host. I'll be her sidekick. Oh, whatever. Um, Yeah. I like volunteered us. And then I was like, why did I do that? But I think it'll be fun. <laughs> so for that event, we are charging the other two yep. aren't, we're not, but here's the fun thing about this one. Uh, we're only charging so that we can donate it to an organization called Moe's place that works with foster families here in the tri cities. So all the money goes to a good cause, not to our bank account or anything yep. like that. So uh, I think it's 25 bucks, that what you said? For, I uh, don't recall. I think that's what it is. For mm-hmm. a team of four to six, uh, and that first one is a June 25th. Yep. June 25th, Friday yep. night. So 
come out and check that out. Uh, and those registrations are going to, we are having to limit the spot just based on the size of kind of where we're at out there. Um, so that registration is going to go live in the weekly of this week. Um, so when you get your weekly, make sure to open it up, read it and click on the link to register your team nice. and call it good to go. It'd be super fun. Yep. Kylie makes really awesome trivia. So she does. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. You got, uh, you got something interesting Yeah, I for do. Us? Start us off. All right. Um, I learned about European badgers today. Ooh, exciting. Because so NPR has this like segment called, I don't know, something about animals where they take like a common phrase that involves an animal and then they like kind of figure out why it's called that way. So they were looking at the term like badgering. Um, and it doesn't, it's not, I'm not, that's not really what I'm going to talk about, but okay. It comes from kind of a gross like hunting situation, but, um, and, uh, so, but badgers live in huge communal underground like systems. They're called sets, I believe. Um, and they are like ginormous and have like multiple rooms and like the main room can have up to like 12 entrances that are, go into it. Um, and they live in groups in these like communities underground and they can use these um, like sets for generations. They like pass them down generation after generation. Like there's one in England that they think was built in like the 1700s and is still being used by badgers today. Um, so it's like these huge big things that they build and are really awesome. Um, and then they also, um, because they live underground, one of their primary forms of communication is um, like scents. And so they have scent glands on their butt that they use to do that. Um, and they, um, oh, this is the other really cool fact. So um, because they are like underground and resources, their animals to so resources are sometimes interesting. Um, they have a like delayed fertilization or delayed implantation of fertilized eggs. So a female can have her eggs fertilized and then they just kind of float around until there's enough resources and then they will implant and then she'll like grow the baby oh, and wow. have the baby. So it's like they, family planning stuff. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> I know. It was really cool. That was the coolest. And fact. Chinese badgers just announced going to have three kids starting this week. <laughs> Which is really? Exciting. I, I'm just, that's a, <laughs> oh, I thought that was a like family, a human thing. That's a flaming, flaming joke in China right now. Uh, so yeah, that's my. Those What's are my the facts. difference between a badger and a beaver? I mean, a lot. Is there a lot? Is that a yeah. lot? I feel like it's the same character in Narnia. No. Okay, Mr. Badger is very different than Mr. Beaver. Okay, I I have to look it up. <laughs> Beavers live. Like badgers have like the stripes on their eyes, the like black oh, and white that's stripes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beavers are completely brown. Beavers have like a paddle tail. Badgers yeah, they live don't. near water. And, and they live badgers, near, They make dams. Yeah, beavers like make badgers, dams. Yeah, okay. Badgers don't. Um, this is fun. This is good. It's getting good. <laughs> are badgers everywhere? Or are they? Are they? I think they are mostly in like the northern hemisphere. Okay. Like I would say primarily Europe, but I believe we have some badger species in North America as well. Okay. Um, I would hope so because the Wisconsin school that's true, is they're the badgers. Wisconsin badgers. Um, but they're probably a different species than yeah. like the European ones. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They get hunted. They were tradition, not anymore, but traditionally they were hunted a lot by dogs. Um, and they would like send dogs into the den and try and drag them out. So 
Which mine, that's where the term badgering comes from. But Oh, okay. Mine also has a little bit to do with kind of foreign stuff. <laughs> um, do you like Gordon Ramsay? I do like, well, I mean, I'll say like loosely. I find him intriguing. He's got like seven different shows yes. now. And I've mentioned Hell's Kitchen on this. We, Kyle and I love that one. I've not gotten into some of the other ones that he has done. Yeah. However, um, he's doing a show called Uncharted. Uh, this is now. Oh, I've seen ads two. for it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the season two just started. And I have not watched, spoiler alert, I've not watched anything of season two because I think it's literally on my DVR waiting for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did watch, uh, I did watch a few episodes of season one and it was intriguing because it's there's travel involved. Um, he goes into a different country and figures out what their food is and then tries to use his culinary skills about what I know about food that is like this that might work in this way. And then he makes food for other people. There's usually some like cheesy drama involved uh, about it. He like, he like definitely uh, feeds that a little bit, but you get like the whole scenery look like travel channel and you get the culinary stuff. So, and it's, and he's got a cool English accent. So check it out. <laughs> you know? it's, it's a good, like I'm up at 10 o'clock and can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I need something to fall asleep to Gordon Ramsay un- <laughs> uncharted. And to be fair, I don't even know, what channel it's on it's, it's gotta Nat be Geo. it might be Nat Ge- that sounds right mm-hmm. that sounds right um because that feels yeah mm-hmm. so check it out nice all right hey that'll do it for this week's episode of say something interesting uh if you've got a question for us based on anything that you heard on a sunday you're always welcome to put that in the connect guard portion uh thanks for filling those out thanks for being a part of what we're doing for those of you logging in online uh on at 10 a.m on sunday mornings we love that and for those of you who are in person at either 9 or 10 we also love that as well. Thanks so much for following up in this podcast. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.